Hey, this is Evan Black, pastor of Faith for Life Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for joining us today. If you don't yet know Jesus, I'm so glad that you're listening, and I pray that this message empowers you to give your life to Christ. If you're just starting out on your journey with Jesus, I hope this empowers you to connect with Him. If you're strong in your connection to Christ, I believe this message will empower you to follow Him. So enjoy today's message. Have your Bible turn to Matthew chapter 2. I'm going to begin in verse 1, and, and you can catch up if you're still turning there. It says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. So here Jesus was born. These wise men, they see the star that they uh, accredit to Jesus. And they say that they, when they saw it, they recognized it and they began to follow it. And specifically what they were doing was they were coming to Jesus to worship him. That's what we're doing here today, right? We came here to worship Jesus. This is what we should be doing every day of our lives, is we should be rising up to follow him, to worship him, to give our lives every moment of every day in worship to him. And that's what they're doing. They, they saw the star, they rose, and they came to worship him. In verse 3 it says, when, king, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you you shall, shall, you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go, and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. They fell down and worshiped Jesus. When they were in the presence of Jesus, they fell down and they worshiped Jesus. Again, this is a great example and a great outline for us that we should be so humbled in the presence of Jesus that we fall, maybe fall to our knees or maybe figuratively fall. Maybe we fall in our hearts to humble ourselves to, to worship him. And there's many different ways that we worship Jesus. Many of you all think of worshiping Jesus as coming to a place like this and singing songs and lifting our hands. And maybe you think of worshiping Jesus as, as prayer and as connecting with him and as communing with him. Maybe you think of worshiping Jesus as serving him and giving to the least of these or serving in a church or sacrificing. There's all kind of different ways that we worship Jesus. But over the last several weeks, we've been looking at and talking about one of the ways that we worship Jesus that many people overlook, and yet at the beginning of Jesus's life and throughout Jesus's life, this is one of the foundational ways that people worship Jesus. And it wasn't just bowing down, it wasn't just singing songs, it wasn't coming to church or serving in a church, but when we keep reading here, they worshiped him, then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. 
Here, these wise men, they came and yes, they bowed themselves to worship Jesus. And we should do that. We should bow ourselves. We should sacrifice. We should humble ourselves to worship him. We should serve. We should, we should love. We should forgive. We should be generous people. But they also opened up their treasures to worship him. No matter what you think about a church or a pastor or what, even what you think about tithing, whether it uh, applies to us now or whether it's Old Covenant, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because it was pre-Old Covenant, but, but whatever you think about any of that, you cannot escape the fact that Jesus was worshipped not just in song and not just by bowing down, but he was worshipped through generosity, that people gave to Jesus when they worshipped him. It wasn't good enough to just say that you worship Jesus, but we need to open our treasures to worship Jesus. It wasn't just the wise men here at the beginning of Jesus' life. We've looked at over the last several weeks, there were many instances throughout Jesus' life where people worshipped him through their generosity, worshipped him through opening their treasures to give to him. We looked at the, the rich young ruler who wasn't willing to worship Jesus in that way. And the Bible tells us that he walked away from Jesus. Why? Because, because money had a hold of him in such a way that he wasn't willing to let go of that to worship Jesus, to honor Jesus. We're also told of many stories where people were willing to do whatever they needed to do. And we read through the book of Acts where they loved Jesus so much that they were willing to sell everything that they had to give to Jesus because they loved him, because they worshiped him, because they honored him. And here, these wise men, they're opening their treasures and they're giving him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Some of the studies say that this would have been worth upwards of $400 million in our, our money today. That it, near the beginning of Jesus' life, he was worshipped in such a way where he was given a financial gift that would have not just sustained him, but would have sustained generations that followed after him. Not because he needed money, not because he was greedy, not because he needed to fund a ministry, but because there were these magi, these wise men who worshipped him and they were willing to worship him by opening their treasures and giving him their best. And these men, they would have been giving him not just something that they could do without, but they would have been giving a sacrificial gift. They would have been giving something not just to a king, but to one who was the king of the kings. They wouldn't have been bringing their low-level gifts. They would have been bringing their best. And they were bringing it as soon as they saw the star to Jesus. They were bringing it to Jesus first. And they were bringing him their best. And they were opening their treasures if you're new here to Faith for Life, like this is what we do. This is who we are. One of our E-teamers, they, they actually won a car on Facebook recently. There was this, 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 um, this uh, contest that they won, and they won a car on Facebook. But the, the place that was giving away the car, they had to actually drive. It was a couple hours away. They had to drive um, to go pick up the car. And so when they were driving to go pick up this car, uh, they actually stopped at a gas station and 
and our e-teamer was in line just buying some snacks and things like they would, like most of us would normally do. And, and the e-teamer saw this mother and daughter behind them. And so this e-teamer just felt led. And this is just what we do. We just overflow in a wealth of generosity. We look for opportunities to be generous. And so our e-teamer, not, not, it wasn't a whole lot of money, just paid for the, the people behind them. It was some coffee and some snacks and things. And the person behind them, when they saw and heard that our e-teamer was paying for their, their stuff, stopped our e-teamer and said, said, you have no idea what kind of blessing this is to me. I'm actually on my way to go visit my sister who was just diagnosed with cancer. And, and we don't really even know what's going to happen. And, and our e-teamer was able to be there and encourage them just because they were generous. They had the opportunity to have this conversation and, and even pray with these people and encourage these people who were going through something that our e-teamer had no idea about. Our e-teamer gets to the place where they're going to pick up the car. And how many of you know, like, winning a car, that's a blessing. <laughs> like, that's, that's amazing, right? They get there, and when they get to, the, to pick up the car, um, the, the, the dealership sees the minivan that they drove there in, and the dealership offers to service and fix up the minivan for whatever they needed. And then they actually took them out to lunch and was a blessing to them while they worked on the car. But none of, none of this happens if we put our heads down and we just worship Jesus inside of 1000 McNeil Road, inside of this place. None of this happens if we just sing to the Lord and, and, and have amazing time in our prayer closets and, and just serve God here or even serve God in the community. This only happens whenever we worship Jesus with everything that we have, which includes but is not limited to our finances. That when we're able and willing to be generous with what God has given us and give him our best gifts, then man, that's one of the ways that we worship Jesus. That's one of the ways that Jesus receives worship. That's one of the ways that we show him and we show ourselves that he is first place in our lives. And when we're not willing to worship Jesus in that way, then he's really not first place in our lives. You can come to church, you can lift your hands, you can do all the amazing things that you're able to do to show your spirituality, but he's not really first place in your life. Not really. Not if you're not willing to be generous with your finances. Not if there's an area, finances or time or talent or whatever it is where you hold back and you say, nope, I'm not giving you that. I'll give you these other things, but I'm not giving you that. Here are these wise men, these wealthy men, and they came and they gave the thing that was most important to them in this world, and they gave it extravagantly. They gave it generously, and they gave it in worship. In Christmas season, we're all generous. Some of us go into debt to be generous. Some of us are overly generous, but we need to make sure that our generosity isn't just in a season or isn't just to other people. If you're a follower of Jesus, man, our generosity must also be in worship to Christ. And if you're not willing to do that, then man, you gotta check your heart. You gotta evaluate where is Christ really in your priorities? What's really most important to you? And be honest with yourself. And, and when you recognize whatever that is, then you got a choice to make. You can choose to begin to worship him with everything that you have and everything that you are. Or you can choose not to. God's not going to force you to. 
But just, just know this, if there's any area, whether it's your finances or your time or, or, or your kids or your career or, or, or whatever it is, if you're not willing to let go of it, you put yourself in danger of being like that rich young ruler. Because there will come a point where Jesus will ask you for that. He will ask you, are you willing to give that up? And if you're not willing, then you're in danger of walking away from him, which has eternal consequences. Whether you ever give a million dollars to a person or a church or to whatever or, or, or not, like that's not a heaven or hell issue. A heaven or hell issue is, though, your heart and your worship and your faith. And so if we put our heart and our worship and our faith in anything other than Christ, in any area of our lives, man, we need to reevaluate that. We need to, what the Bible says is repent, which means to ask God to forgive us and turn back to him and live according to his ways, to walk by faith and not by sight, to live our lives in worship and adoration in him. And so we're going to invite everyone to, to make sure that you have the ability and to, to, to live that life and, and the ability that you have is not based on your own ability, it's based on the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. And the way that we tap into his ability through his sacrifice is asking God to forgive us and turning our hearts away from whatever that is that has kept us from putting him first and turning our hearts to him and giving our hearts and our lives back to him. And when we do that, every single time he says that he makes us right, he accepts our offer of forgiveness. He accepts our apology and he loves us again. So I'd like to have everyone bow your heads and close your eyes just for a moment. Well, if you enjoyed today's podcast, there's a couple things I'd love for you to do. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can also invest in helping us empower others to follow Jesus by texting any dollar amount to 512-520-0185. Thanks again for joining us today on the Faith for Life podcast.